Take two. Welcome to uh, All Things Geek. I am Steve. I am also Steve, and that is your outtakes. Okay, there we go. We have two outtakes, so if you don't know we do outtakes, you should listen. Especially to the um the most recent Guardians review. Yeah. Uh, and what I do, we so we can do polls on Spotify. Hey, kitty. My kitty trying to be a part of this. Um, and um, if so, you go to Spotify, listen to it on it. You can participate in the um, in the what the polls and for the, the, poll. the Guardians poll, I put how much did you cry? And uh, uh-huh, so far, it. it's a uh, four to six is the answers. Really? Yeah. So I think I put zero to four, four to six, and then I'm not telling you is one of the options. I forget what I put. But yeah, answer those and we'll we'll go over them on the next shows. Um but right now it looks like four to six is the winner. I cried at least four times. Oh yeah. At least. Um but let's talk about uh let's talk about Disney first. Let's talk about actual park news real quick. Um so Disney had their earning call. Uh, so we got a bunch of changes and stuff. Um, the quarter is down a little bit, uh, slightly down versus quarter two of twenty twenty two, which kind of makes sense. There's a lot of change going on, a lot of um, things getting um, taken away. The checkback error, uh, lots of things that you like you were paying for, you don't really have to pay for anymore. So a lot of that is kind of you know working. Plus, they're spending more money. Um and put more is money. Is this in just parks. parks or Disney General? This is Disney, Disney in, general. in general. Okay. Yeah. Well, then there's uh, something. And you also here. have Ant Man really bombing. You we have, have... A, we have a bigger one. The one that came out last year is called Strange World. That came out oh, yeah. and it was in That's the true. theaters. They said that that lost them more than four other films put together their production. So when you put together a $22 million production of a film and then the marketing for that thing, you're over $90 million invested and they made almost none of it back. That hurts. That's enough to fund another Marvel movie. Yeah. I mean, that's that's literally two Marvel movies or two Pixar films that they lost on that one movie. So, yeah, you're right. There are some things in play here. Also... They, uh, I, I saw what they said about tickets tracking for the upcoming ones, and I don't know if it's good. Did so you see here, what they? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, revenue for Q two was twenty one point eighty one billion. I mean, thirty yeah, percent <laughs> over the same quarter for twenty twenty two for domestic parks. Uh, revenues were five point fifty seven billion, an increase of fourteen percent. So the parks are doing well. Uh, domestic year over year increase in attendance. And per capita yep. spending was 7% and 2% respectively. Um, and then this is their little quote. We're pleased with our accomplishments this quarter, including the improved financial performance of our streaming business, which reflects the strategic changes we've been making throughout the company to re- realign Disney for our sustained growth and success. Um, so it looks like, it did, yeah, it looks like mostly the costs were, like you said, on the more on the entertainment side than the park side. Yeah, I mean, the only thing we ever talk about in the parks is how busy it is out there today and how everyone's annoyed because it's super, super busy at all times. So, yeah, the parks is not going to be their problem. That's the one that's almost a guaranteed moneymaker as long as they don't screw that up. So parks is is almost always going to be a guaranteed revenue stream that will not really subside. I don't think Uh, so. I mean, Steve, when when you and I used to go... There was a dead time. 
it, when we had fast passes, you remember that? That's dating yeah. us a little bit, but that takes us back a decade, right? That yeah. was, I think, the best time to go to the parks because you could plan around it. You could use mm -hmm. the fast pass. You could wait in line. There was no other gimmicks. That well, we had five announcements that might change this, what you're talking about. We'll go over them. Those were the good days. And since then, that's when people started realizing the benefits of like an annual pass. Right. What people realized. And that's when it started becoming a problem because that's when everyone realized that there's. Even I bought an annual here. pass one year because I, I was know like, you did. I'm going yeah. with you and I'm going with Chris. Yep. And I was like, I might as well just get one. And you did the math correctly because your pass, I remember, was $940. And yeah. it was for the ultimate pass. And it's the right. one that covered both sides of the country, both parks. And you were like, I will be in the parks. What was your thing? Like nine days this year. It yeah. pays for itself. And that, I think that was the year we pass. went to, with you, too. Yeah, I remember that was like yeah. the whole thing was like you had to buy the super pass that year because it was cheaper than doing it the other way. Now that right. pass doesn't even exist. That You cannot buy the ultimate pass anymore, right. the one that gets you into both. I mean, ever since then, it's just park attendance has been through the roof. So, well, I know. think ever since COVID, people have just been like, we want, we missed this. to have norm normality again. Like, I remember after 9 11, like, I would get like things in the mail, please come. Here's like 50% off a room rate. Yep. And that's yep. how I went so much because it was that so cheap to go. It was. Dead. Yeah. No one wanted to fly. It was weird because. Do you remember? That's when Southwest had that thing where you could fly for twenty nine bucks yeah. to those locations, and it was like you could fly from Phoenix to Vegas to San Francisco to Denver. Yeah. Their hubs for twenty nine dollars each way. It was like you guys are losing money, but I could see what they were doing. They needed to show people it was okay to fly again. Right, and like for years, I would go like twice or three times a year because it was so it wasn't class. It yeah, wasn't I remember cost effective. Yeah, I remember you saying that before. Yeah. Um, and now I last time I went was two years ago. I yeah. might go next year, hopefully, but like I, I'm not really, I'm not gonna stay on property or anything because I really can't afford it. There's a new hotel that one of the, um, so I watched Tim Tracker, all the trackers on, um, on YouTube. Is it a Marriott? Because they built a really nice new Marriott over there. That's it's called the du economy. Durell. A du Durell. That's not it. Okay. Uh, but it like includes breakfast, includes lunch. They have a lunch you can go through, and like it's, it's cheap. They have their own transportation. It's right next to downtown Disney or Disney Springs, as I say. Um, and it's like $200 a night for like a, a view with a room with the fireworks for you. And, and you can go in an hour early because it's a Disney neighbor hotel. Um, that's an so, absolutely fantastic idea. I mean, it's a great deal. If you have breakfast included, that's like, that's, that's, you know, it saves you money that way. But um, I'm looking into it. Let's just say that. But uh, let's go over the big five announcements that were recently announced. Um, no more theme park reservations, Steve, for most guests visiting Walt Disney World. Um, it's starting. So this is weird. This all starts next year. Um, January 9th, 2024, um, theme park reservations will no longer be required for date-based tickets at Walt Disney World. So you won't have to make a reservation anymore. Can I ask what date-based tickets means then? So when you buy a ticket, uh, four-day, five-day, you have to choose a date those tickets okay. are good for. So it gives you, like, extra days so you can, like, skip a day here. Yeah, so it, you buy – it gives you five so days. Basically, it'll pass. passes will still have reservation system. That's okay. what it basically means. Um, and you know what, Steve? I'm going to be honest. I don't like the new annual pass systems because of that. It takes away the organicness. Yeah. But in places like California, I, I completely think it's fine. Yeah, because you need when it. you – when you're at the park at any given time, it's 80% annual pass holders. It ruins it for the people that want to come and see stuff for the right. first time. So I, I do not disagree with keeping And bloggers it now a big thing. And oh, my bloggers God. And, All and of that. Every, social media people. Yeah. So, they, yeah, I understand. They need content because I watch some of the content. And some of it's great and some of it's not good. Um, but um, also, for those annual pass holders and cast members, 
Um, they will not need theme park reservations on good to go days, uh, which okay. would be like done monthly, so you can just go. Um, and again, over annual pass holders, you can go to any park after two o'clock now. Yeah, uh, that's right. Except I, yeah. for Magic Kingdom on Saturdays and Saturdays and Sundays or Fridays and Saturdays. I forget which one. Uh, but two weekend days, you can't go after two o'clock. Um, you, know you still need our... a reservation. This, I do not know about you... Disneyland. This is all Disney World. Okay. Um, okay. You know, uh, centered. Um, I think I would think Disneyland too. I would think all. I would think. I would think that DCA still at best operates at around fifty percent of what the people are at in Disneyland. So I don't ever think that that's really be a still even with Marvel Land. Yeah, I mean it's a significantly smaller park, and they have significantly mm. less attractions. Um, so they have to limit it. But I, I always love DCA the most, and and he's done the Spider Man ride, right? He's done the Spider Man ride a bunch of times, and I'm I don't think we really talked about it. Is it any good? It's it's uh, Toy Story Mania, except instead of shooting a gun, you're breaking your wrists like this. That's, that's all it is. You're, it's okay. Toy Story Mania, except you're doing that. Okay, got you. Uh, Disney Dining Plans are coming back, Steve, to Walt Disney World. Uh, again, oh, January 9th, 2024. Okay, real um, quick. Yeah. Can you give an opinion on, because we used Not to talk about it. this. I've never, that's what I thought you were going to say. Because you so, and Jeff always used to say that they weren't worth it unless you got I can't remember the way you guys described it. And it always, to me, seemed like it wasn't worth the squeeze. It's not, it's not, I don't think it's ever worth it. Unless you want everything paid for up front. Like, if you're one of those people who wants to make sure all the costs are covered. and you like don't have any, Yeah, like a cruise. Like, when you buy a cruise, everything's pretty much covered. Uh, but if you want to do the Disney dining plan, and you want to make sure, you know, you have credits for dinner and lunch, um, and you want to make sure that's all set, I can see why people would do it. But if you want to put that money, if you want to pay that money toward the dining plan, put it on a Disney gift card. And that way, if you don't use it, you have money left over for your next trip, for snacks, to pay off the room, to get, like, uh, souvenirs. Because I guarantee you, you're not going to use all that money for dinner. Like, you would have to go, like, to the highest end stuff each each day to, to, to get the most out of that, out of that dining package. Um, unless they change it, they maybe they'll do it like introductory rate. I'm, it doesn't give us any pricing information yet. Um, but for people who like it, it's there. It's coming back. Um, I I don't recommend it as a Disney uh, travel planner. I do not recommend it, and I would get credit for it. Like I would get like a commission off it. I would still want to offer it to my people, unless they're that. unless they're, unless they're planners, unless they want to make sure they're those type of people that want to make sure everything's all set. And if someone says that, would you say, hey, okay, understood, but I want to tell you, from my experience, it doesn't work. Do you ever try to sway them, or do you just yeah, like... Yeah, I'll, I'll tell them, put okay. them on a Disney good. card, you're and good, you're good. Then you're a good travel agent, because I I would hate someone just buying a package, and then, you know... It's, it's like, no, I don't want to do that, because I could lose a gift card, and blah, 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 and I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, I'm not going to say no to a commission, and if you want to do it that way, let's tell you, it's your trip, you do whatever you want. And I will make it happen. Yep. Um, a more flexible Disney, 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 Genie Plus Genie. service. Um, Disney is working on ways to help guests plan with Disney Genie Plus service um, in individual Lightning Lane selections before their visit. Um, so they're looking to update that and make it more user friendly. Um, Thank and, you. And Thank just, you. I think for especially for Disney World, for people who can, can pre-plan like ahead of time. Dude, and I'm going like to they used to do for a fast pass. It used to be like a month. Yep, absolutely. And this is why it matters now is because the big e-ticket rides over there, like Tron, 
and uh, Guardians and whatever. We made literally a trip cross country. It cost me over three grand to bring my whole family for that week to go and do it just because we had to go on the Guardians ride the week that it came out. That's how we are. We did it. And we were, I, I, Sarah, I'm going to say I, it was Sarah, lost sleep because she was so nervous about not getting in. We called customer service and I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to mooch. I'm not trying to take advantage. I have been waiting for this for two years. We're flying everybody over there for this. Is there any way? And they were really cool and they were like, there is nothing that we can do besides tell you that you better be on property at 6 a.m. with multiple cell phones with good Wi-Fi. That's yeah. all they kept on saying. And I'm like, fuck, this is going to be weird because that means there's a possibility that we can make this trip for nothing. Yeah. And, I mean, you remember me sweating it, right, yeah. when we were getting the reservations. So the idea that you can reserve the one thing you want there or Tron, then you can build your trip around it. I love that idea because now the lines are too big, and if they don't even let you – make a queue because at the time steve they weren't even letting people queue up yeah. for guardians it was reservation only so there still is reservation it, only is, is is it still then, yeah. then it has to you have to open it up from you can do it in advance it has to be because or else it's unfair you could get there and get screwed yeah i mean i was worried when chris and i went in um for our rise of resistance yep. that we want to get That's on a huge one yeah. yeah um so yeah i mean they gotta fix that i, I it looks like Iger is trying to erase Chepek's um, reign over there. Because every, everything you're saying right now is him removing Chepek's stuff. Chepek's yeah. stuff. And so far, you've checked off a list of every fucking thing he's done. Was he the worst? Was he the worst? Oh, my God. Yeah. What are you saying? Is he, is he the Trump of Disney? Is that what you're saying? Like, <laughs> because, Steve, I'm telling you, man. I, See, we I don't talk he, politics anymore. Have we not I'm learned not. This? I just know that that's who you usually go to for a bad person. And I'm telling you, man, what garbage. <laughs> he, yeah, Chepik or Trump? Trump. Because <laughs> I agree both. I know you do. No, Chapik. I, I know I, uh, Chapik's a garbage person. I think he was just a, a, the wrong a horrible, CEO. Absolutely. Which is he, a weird thing because he's a total to change of, of culture. Like, you can. Okay, so Eisner was very much a business minded. He was. But he was also had that Disney love. So you, you need that com combination of both. You did. And he had a good run for a little while. And then he started a, a long while. Some, and then some he's, really dumb, yeah. risky moves that pissed off all of the stockholders and resulted in the first time Disney lost stocks. Yeah. And, but, his, but look at it now. Look, look how well Disneyland Paris is doing. You, are you kidding? You look in hindsight. What he did was invest more to park development. He, his stuff invented DCA. It yeah. invented the rebranding of Epcot, which was kind of dead. You've talked about that yeah. multiple times. Epcot used to be gross, you said, right? And, yeah. No, wait. Epcot and what was the other one? You said Animal Kingdom used to just be like a hot, sweaty zoo or something yeah. like that. And he fixed it. He put more money into developing. So at the time, it seemed like a risky move. But you look now like, holy shit, can you imagine the parks? And people today? forget. Disney was on the verge of being separated, sold. You, and like, split off. Yeah. yeah like AT&T was going to buy Disney. I remember that was a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. And and Eisner was the one to save them. Yep. So if it wasn't, a lot of people don't like him, but he saved Disney and he needs yeah. the respect that, honestly, that, that, that Walt's brother got. For, for building Walt Disney World yeah. when Walt yep. died. He yep. needs that same respect because he saved the fucking company. Yeah. He's the one that okayed True. Blue Friend Roger Rabbit. He's the yes, one that exactly. brought animation back. Yep. He's the and one, he, like, he yeah. embraced all kinds of animation. He's like, yeah, let's do the Lion King, do this animated 
you know, computing. That's where stuff. that's where it got. That's I think the shift in in all of it was a Little Mermaid time when they started making yeah. really really good animated films, and then you said The Lion King, which is most people's favorite, right? Isn't that yeah. widely seen as the best? Yeah, and that was so. all under his watch. Yeah, so yeah. that Little Mermaid. Um, there's a great documentary. I think it's on Disney Plus uh, called Waking Sleeping Beauty about that time. Um, it has like some behind the scenes video of, of of the animators at that time and what they were working in, which is not good. Um, it has it has a very young Tim Burton at at um at the drawing desk of um, Disney Animates. Animated. No, wait, wait yeah. is it a is it a series or a documentary? No, it's, it's film? a documentary. It came out years okay. ago. Um, okay. called Waking Sleeping Beauty. Um, you know what? Steve and I are gonna watch it again, and we'll go over it on the next show. I love it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, I love making Steve watch things. But he won't watch some things. Uh, nope. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about uh, the uh, Eat to the Beat concert is on, um, and the for so the International Food and Wine Festival, and the performer lineup came out. So let's just go over that real quick. Some of these people I had never heard of. Orianthi, I don't know who they are. For King and Country, don't know. Um, Southern Avenue, don't know. Here we go, Steve. Here we somebody we know. Um, I think we're alone now because Tiffany will be performing on August sixth and seventh. Not gonna lie, I do dig that song. It's great. And it's a, did you know it's a cover? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that until like recently. Kind of blew my uh, mind. It's a fifty yeah, song, I think. Yeah, they played on fifties on five because it's Sarah's favorite channel on Sirius, so she listens to that all the time. Sarah's Wait. like thirty, right? <laughs> all I listen to is Soul Town and Forties Junction. So yeah. <laughs> Soul Town. Bring that's soul all, back that's all town. we listen to. That's all anyone in my family listens to. Uh, August 11th and 12th, Ruben started. Shout out to Jeff Fox. Jeff. <laughs> He's the host. Okay. Uh, Ruben started uh, 11th to 12th. He's the former American winner. Idol. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He went over Clay Aiken. Yep. Um, the Bacon Brothers, Steve. Do you want to see Kevin oh, Bacon? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're good. Oh, that's 13th a great and 14th. One. You think they're going to play that Christmas song? They should. From you mean Guardians? from Guardians? Yeah, that'd be, yeah, awesome. yeah, that'd be freaking hilarious. Um, Joey Fatone and Friends from um, InSync. Okay, an InSync reunion kind of thing. Aaron Jones. I don't know who that is. Philip Phillips sounds familiar. Yeah, it does. Wait, I feel like I know what that is. Anyway, yeah, okay. Uh, Baja Med. I mean, okay. No one wants <laughs> to see them. The dogs out. Yeah. Uh, Mercy Me. Uh, Steve. Ray Parker Jr. Good buddy. Oh, is he going to be there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he has that one song and that's it. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Come on. No one... Just if he doesn't for, close, if he doesn't yeah. close with that, then we have a problem. Just go, go for the last couple of minutes. <laughs> Show up just just walk by it. Just walk by it. Yep. Um, Toby Mac. That sounds familiar. I think he's a country. He's person. a country singer. Yeah. Um, celebrity Latin talent for two days. I don't know what that is. Uh, probably just la big Latin performers. Uh, Raúl Acusta and Oro Solito. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Uh, Los Amigos Invisibles. Okay. Yeah, I know who they are. Okay. Uh, 98 Degrees. Okay. Uh, this is the one I would definitely fly down for. Boys to Men. Okay. I, you couldn't pay me to go see that, but I'm really? in the minority. I love I, I, Boys to Men. I know a lot of people would have done that. Yeah. My ex yeah. would probably fly down for that. Oh, so good. Uh, Mark Willis. Um, sounds familiar, but again, I don't know. Okay. See, this is yours. Sugar Ray. You love Sugar Ray, right? I have seen Sugar Ray live a few times. <laughs> I'm a Mark McGrath apologist. I always wanted to look just like him. You know he was on um, Celebrity Big Brother? No, of course he Be was. <laughs> Speaking of Celebrity Big Brother, um, soon to be launched, finally, will be a reality TV 
um, show on this network. So, dude, and I hope you guys talk about it. I walked into the end of Sarah watching Survivor yesterday with one of the wildest endings I've seen, and it was really funny. I was like, we, "What is happening?" We will be talking about it in about an hour. So, okay, um, and that will be up soon. Um, Air Supply, Steve. Okay. Um, All right. Taylor Dane. Uh, no idea. Uh, Billy Ocean. That's what okay. I know. Um, Hanson. Okay. Mbop. But Mbop. I heard they're really good, though. In general, uh, yeah, we- I hear they're like they're really good. Yeah, they, they're more of an alt-rock band now, and they have some good stuff. I remember when they did the reunion thing about three years ago. Right, It was before COVID, and I was laughing. I'm like, wow, the Hanson Brothers are back in their song. I'm like, okay, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we the Kings? Um, oh, uh, yep, I know who they are. Okay, I don't know who they are. I mean, we all know who Sheila E. is. Um, yep. That's a blast in the past. Yep. <laughs> Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Okay, I've seen them about eight times. Um, and 38th Special will be closing it out on November 12th. Big Bad Voodoo um, Daddy is one of the best live performances I've seen. I'm a big, you know, kind of... Ska fan? Ska, you know, I, I like the, uh, that kind of swing the music. The big band kind of swing Big type band stuff. stuff, that's always... Brian Setzer and the Stray Cats is one of my favorites of all time, and they're good. They're this, But anyway... Big How about Mighty Mighty Boston? You're from Boston. Mighty Mighty Boston, absolutely. Yep, that's all Ska, but that that style of stuff is, is always good live. I've seen them multiple times. Um, And it's so, been a while since we recorded, so we should probably touch on this. Um, I don't know if you know um, if this has been updated, but um, the dragon caught on fire on Fantasmic. Oh, it was all God. over social media. Um, everybody is safe, thank God. It, it looked scary, man. Are you kidding me? It looked terrifying. It was huge. Um, there is a picture of it burnt. If I can, if I can, maybe if you're on Spotify, sometimes I change up the, the, the album art, and I'll try to change it up to that. Um, but there's no, right now, there's no word of when it's going to return. Um, have you heard anything? Because I try to look and. Yeah. Uh, it just says so, unavailable for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So, first of all, they said that they've never had to rebuild that Maleficent dragon before. They've never had this happen before. They do not have an extra. They do not have a backup of this because it's not supposed to happen. <laughs> and they said that it was made out of a flame retardant material that literally burst into flames. So they did not have a replacement ready. So I don't think it's going to be open through the summer. Uh, Also, I think now they have to address safety concerns, even though if you know where it's at, it's nowhere near people. It's literally surrounded by water. It couldn't go anywhere, except now people were worried that the back could catch on fire because directly behind it is the hills with those trees, you know, kind of where you canoe and shit like that. And it's California out there. and Yeah, it can't have cross fires, yeah. Yeah, so now they're concerned about that because this was never supposed to happen. I'm concerned about performance safety, too. That's what I meant originally by people, is that there's people running around. The guy in the Mickey costume or the girl in the Mickey costume, whoever it is, right in front is always within uh, Stone's throw. Yeah, and he went like, they went right down. Whoever was in that costume, they, I mean, it, it worked. The safety procedures worked, thank God. They did. They absolutely did. For something that should never happen, you got to give it to Disney, which is why you, you know, they, they know how to keep their people safe. Yeah, I think absolutely. So. I, so you say, uh, I let's do over under. Do you think it'll be ready by the beginning of next year? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it'll be ready you by. Think so? uh, I think it'll be ready by Labor Day. I think it's gonna miss almost all summer though. Okay. I thought it'd be. I think, uh, I, you know what? See, we may be surprised. They could be literally having a team rebuilding it right now, and it could be open by Fourth of July. I'm dead that's serious. It, yeah. it could be like that because that's a huge attraction. Yeah. That right there is that sucks around. 15,000 people per show in that area, yeah. you know, right after the fireworks. And if you don't have that, then those people are going to have to go somewhere else. And because that's part of their whole genome is they know that people are going to gravitate over there. 
And that'd be a weird thing. Either those people are going to leave and go shop early or or do something else because that show goes on twice past the fire. Right. Okay. All right. Um, let's move into movie news and let's start with Guardians since that's Disney related. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 has a strong 54 million uh, plus second weekend opening. Um, this is from Friday in numbers, I presume. Um, because it, yeah, March 12th. Okay. Um, and, um, it's already up to over 500 million, um, worldwide. That's awesome. Um, so definitely a hit, um, definitely keeping a good retention rate. Um, it's close to what Guardians 2 retention rate was, which is 54%, um, drop from week to week. Yeah. Uh, Which is, which is, I know it sounds like a lot, but that's a decent retention rate for a movie. We just talked about Ant-Man lost, what, 85% in the first week? So, yeah. I mean, if you think about it on par, that's what... The only ones that ever don't lose that much are Avengers movies. Those ones typically hold on for at least two or three weeks. The thing is with this, though, Steve, and that's why I was trying to tell you this earlier, but we saved it for here, is the word of mouth on this show, is this film, is unlike any Marvel one I've ever heard of. So, I sent you a picture earlier. There's a really great artist. His name is Matt Ferguson. He's out of the UK. He does most of the Disney and Marvel artwork. He's their poster person. And I've been following yeah. him before he was doing that. And he has done a Star Wars copy of the poster for Guardians for all three movies. He was a little delayed in seeing this, which I thought was kind of weird. But then he just released a statement and he said it again. He said what we said on the show last time. It's his favorite trilogy of all time. Yeah. And he made a really great poster for it. If you can go look it up, it's online. His name is Matt Ferguson. Just Google Matt Ferguson Guardians and you'll see all the posters. They're really, really cool. They're worth literally thousands and thousands of dollars once they hit the market because he only makes a hundred of them and the people that get them just flip them. Yeah. So uh, they're tough to find, but go check it out. But the word of mouth is incredible, Steve. Everyone keeps talking about all of this, the, the intricacies and how they felt afterwards. I've never heard people talk about a movie this much after seeing it, except for maybe Endgame, mm. just because of what does it mean for the future? You know, who's going to be around? You know, blah, 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 blah. So yeah. I, just, I love the word of mouth. We've seen it three times. My nephew's seen it twice. Everyone that we've taken it to see it is absolutely adored it. Every single yeah. person thinks it's like the greatest. So Because it's, it's all built on character. Like we said, in, we're not going to rehash it, but it's all about character. It's all about telling that character story within the Marvel Universe and having the end credits be the thing that connects yeah. everything. Absolutely That's right. the key. You yeah. can't have a whole movie that connects everything. You can right. kind of have a series, like the Loki series, that kind of connects stuff. Um, or like have the have the Disney Plus TV series be the things that introduce like the new Young Avengers team, uh, which right. kind of looks like what's happening. Um, but yeah. It's it's great. It's a great movie. It's a great film, no matter if you're a, a, a comic book Marvel Disney fan or whatever. Or not. Um, de- yeah, definitely <laughs> definitely worth it. Um, so Little Mermaid's coming out, Steve, next weekend. That's what I was going to ask you about. Good. What's yep. play of the game we love to play? How much uh, is it going to make? Box office numbers. Man, I cannot tell. This is what I was Also, asking. if you haven't seen the, the video of the um, premiere, sorry, Steve, but there's a great little... Um, video of um Halle Berry and um uh, what's who 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 did Ariel Steve what's her name Jody Ariel yeah Jody Sweeten that sounds about right I don't know we'll just pretend yes um Jody something look it up while I'm talking um but there's a great little uh connection uh where they they're meeting on the red carpet and like it's such an embrace of those two it's yeah. just like a love between them um 
and it you know you can tell sometimes when it's fake uh but it looks Jody, like, Jody Benson Jody, Jody Benson. Benson okay Jody Sweetens the full house girl okay Jody Benson okay yeah. <laughs> um and it's just a, a beautiful like you know a passing of the torch because uh Jody's still know. voicing like the video games and stuff because and the toys yep you can have two different aerials because the fucking fiction yeah, People. you absolutely can. You know my opinion on this. I don't really care. Hey, I'm going to be honest. This is going to sound weird. I, I watched. I didn't watch the video, but I saw a ton of pictures from the red carpet thing. Yeah. What is her name? Haley Berry? Ha- yeah. ha- she is like a 10. Yeah. She is absolutely stunning. Like, And her voice is gorgeous. She's a- other things. I am actually kind of excited to see where this girl goes because I, not in just a creepy way because she's physically gorgeous. She actually is stunning. But what a cool person. Every yeah. interview I keep seeing her do, I'm like, she kind of yeah, reminds me of um Zoe and Zen- Zoe Zendella a little bit. Who's that? Um, what's her name from Guardians? Zoe Zaldana. Sorry, Zaldana. What is he? Yeah, Zaldana. Yeah, yeah. Zaldana. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that that kind of vibe I get from yeah, her. Yeah, I just I just like her. She's like yeah. it's impossible not to like her. In a, you know, everyone out there dealing with their her shit. I I hope she's letting it roll off of her chin and you know off her shoulders, whatever it is. But um, I I hope that. You know, whatever. Here's the thing, though, Steve, is I'm still not convinced I'm going to go see it. Mostly just because I don't care that much. Yeah. And I, I mean, oh, you've never been a Little Mermaid fan in general. Of course, I and I like the songs. I, you, I told you, I they had me when they had the animation released for what like uh, Flounder was going to look like, and you know, I was like, oh my god, he looks like a real Flounder. That's Jacob yeah. Trembley. I'm like, okay, I may be in. Then I saw the longer trail. I'm like, okay, I may back be out because this looks really stupid. <laughs> But I'm it looks very the, cartoony, which is, is it good. It looks very cartoony, which I can't tell if that's the point. But um, I don't I think know. it is, because this is aimed more toward... I, I think beauty, the live-action Beauty and Beast is aimed more toward an older audience. Well I said, think Little absolutely. Mermaid is more aimed toward a kid-friendly audience. Agreed. I can see that, yeah. So I, I may go, I may not. I may throw at my Stubbs ticket and go. Yeah, yeah why not? You, you're probably paying for it, basically. So yeah, exactly, yeah. I have nothing against it except for the fact that I didn't care the longest time, but now I'm getting a little more into it just because I kind of dig this girl. She's so sweet. And, you know, it does remind me of Rose Tico, whatever her name is from Star Wars, and how the first weekend she heard people behind her saying that it was how great her performance was. And it was like, oh, great. People are going to like me. And then a week later, everyone was like, she is the worst. And then she like quit acting and retired from social media, which is hyperbole. You don't have to do that. You can whatever. But I, I, I feel bad because I'm like, it had nothing to do with these people. They were just cast in the role. You know, everyone wants to be a, the Little Mermaid. So they cast you and you're going to be the one that's attacked for it. Fuck off. You know, just let her do her thing. But I'm telling you, her attitude and the attitude of everybody on that set is is got me interested. It might so, I am peaked a little bit. So Guardians did what? 120, well, almost 120 mil the first Yeah, weekend? I'm going to say this is going to be around 60. I'm going to say around 60. 60. That low, really? Oh, I don't think I think 60 is kind of high for that. Mm. I I because I, I, I'm telling you, there's way too many people that are like, no freaking way am I going to see this, including. But that female audience guys. doesn't really care about that. I see. And that's I, I'm just telling you, I don't know. I'm I. You can hear me. I'm saying 60. All right. Okay. I, I'm, I'm thinking around there. I I if it does better, then that's great. I just. Uh, I'm thinking 82. Okay, wait. Let's do some research real quick then. How much did the other live action remakes make the first weekend? Like, oh, that's good. Because some of these ones had huge hype. The Lion King had a stupid amount of hype. We talked about how Donald Glover's casting and everybody was like one of the greatest casting choices of all time. So some of these ones were fantastic. I'd be curious to know what the other live action remakes have made. Okay. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, at least. Uh, By the way, my mom brought it up the other day. Box office. I don't. I don't really know if I ever liked any of the live action remake ones. I really didn't like Maleficent. I really did not care for. Beauty. Well, Maleficent wasn't a remake. That was okay, but you know, agreed. It's a sequel. You know, whatever a remake, whatever we're talking about. Sorry, but like uh, Cinderella, I remember that being one of the most forgettable films I've ever seen in my entire life. I was like, what did I just sit through? The same exact thing, and then I don't know. The Lion King, I was very excited for because of the casting, but then I remember Ooh. not really caring. Uh, okay, Beauty and the Beast um, ended up with a worldwide gross of $1.263 billion. Uh, Beauty and with, the Beast did. It made a billion. Okay. Uh, with a production budget of $254 million, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. Uh, worldwide, a film provided a global phenomenon, earning a total of oh my God, $357 okay, well. million over its four-day opening. Oh, oh my God! My sixty might be absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I just uh, biggest I, March opening, only behind Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. Martha. Um, now hold on a second. So you just said that this one made a billion. I just looked up Cinderella's. Cinderella from 2015 totaled 542. That's where it capped out. 542 million. That's less than half. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, uh, whatever. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find the just the. Just the box office for the Lion King was 1.6 billion. Oh my god, That's how much it made! So, wow. I mean, but I'm just looking, trying to look for the for the opening weekend. Yeah, I am trying to find that too. Here you go. Uh, the first, uh, blah 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 blah. I found the Lion King made 150 million, 150 yeah. million opening weekend. So, my 60 might be lively. Okay, you're probably right. You know what? I'm not changing it, but 80 sounds a little more on point. Yeah. It's. I, just, I don't think it's going to blow anybody away. I really don't think. It's and I, make- I think people tend to have a live action Disney bias now. Like they're they're kind of sick of doing the the, the remakes oh, yeah. of the live action. Look at Pinocchio. No one talks about Pinocchio. Yeah. Oh my God. They do because it almost got a Razzie for worst movie of the year. I mean, I I never even saw it. I love Tom Hanks. I just watched a man called Otto. Yeah, I know my mom loves that. And we I we saw it, Pinocchio. It is not good, man. No. It is not good. Even you and McGregor's voice is so good, but it just does wait, not work. Wait, is he in work. both? Is he in both Pinocchios? You oh wait, oh am I thinking of the I'm thinking of Ooh yeah, McGregor, I, got, I think I it's got in, it wrong. I got it wrong and then yeah. Uh yeah, Ooh McGregor's in the um it's Jimney in the uh in the Del- Okay, I don't remember one. No, you and McGregor was Lumiere in um in uh in Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. I'm getting yeah. Him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so you say 60, I say 82. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, oh, and I just want to touch on Epic Adventure real quick. Um, real quick. Um, it looks like they're ahead of schedule, Steve. Um, Universal? Universal. Universal Epic Adventure. Parks. I have but, a Universal story after this, too. Okay. Um, it looks like they're ahead of schedule. They're already starting to paint the um, of things, which is, like, ahead of schedule. They're, uh, they're about a year ahead of schedule at this point. It's what people are uh, uh, estimating. That is very interesting. What, what's um, the story? So I'm a, we're big universal people. We're annual pass holders. I have an Instagram account about the news that goes on in there called Uni Studios News. We're mo- always West Coast people. But they uh, one of the biggest things that they do every year is uh, Horror Nights, right? Yeah. And so we went last year for the first time. I've never been. because Oh, you never been to one? No, I was always too scared. I hate haunted houses. I hate being jumped at and whatever. But when you bring out all the Jordan Peele stuff, I had to go. And it ended yeah. up being one of the most amazing experiences I've ever too. So anyway, every year they change up the houses. And um, it is now rumored, Steve, 
by a very reliable source that one of the houses this year will be the Last of Us house. And I I love that because I'm a big Last of Us fan. I did kind of feel like, okay, they're going to make it really cool. Clickers look better than Walking Dead zombies, but they've had Walking Dead zombies in that park for like 15 years. So zombie stuff is like, okay, you know, whatever. But I would love to see like a Joel, you know, running around, you know, or, uh, you know, an Ellie in the house. But it is heavily rumored that one of the houses, um, you know, is going to be that. So. Okay. Uh, I was trying to see if there's like a, a rumor site that we can see if there's anything else that's rumored. Uh, no, nothing, nothing okay. concrete. I, I like the idea that they're ahead of schedule because typically with these things, they're, they're always behind. So yeah. they must be really incentivizing these people. That's pretty cool. There is another rumor I just saw um, a Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, house. yep. That's one. In oh, so here we go. Uh, I think I just found something here on Horror Night, Horror Night Nightmares on Twitter. Um, if you did go on Twitter, uh, looks like Chucky. Uh, yep. on, I just want to see. Okay, Chucky, had... Universal Monsters, uh, the yep. Phantom slash Dracula, Last of Us, uh, Krumpus, an original. Uh, that sea, the sea, the seaside one that was there last year. Um, the sea captain one. Uh, I didn't see that one. That must have been an East Coast only. Uh, what's it, what's it called? It doesn't give me a name of it. That's okay. That's okay. Um, uh, Blumhouse again with okay. Megan and it's Megan. That's it. Yeah. Um, a layer of the Banshees, which is an original. Devil Dogs looks like an original. Um, and then it's just some kind of guitar thing logo, and then a Japanese powerhouse. Um, okay. And I don't read Japanese, so uh, it just says Japanese lettering with original. Um, okay. So I think that's the rumor right now. Yeah, I forgot that Bloomhouse is such a partner with Universal that they're going to pretty much always have a room and then they change it because last year was the Black Phone and Freaky, which was weird as hell because Freaky was more of a comedy. Um, it yeah. is? Yeah, Freaky's kind of funny. You mean the one with Vince Vaughn? and? Uh, uh, I, I, I was thinking Smile. Never mind. I was thinking no, smile. Freaky, the one where they change bodies. And so the the girl is, the pretty girl Catherine Newton is running around and she's the body, it's almost like Chucky. It's the serial killer that goes into her body and then she goes into Vince Vaughn's. So it's more of a okay. comedy one. So they had that room, which was really horrible, except that's the one part where the girl dressed as her was chasing Lila around a lot. It was really funny that finally someone was like laser focused on tormenting Lila. So that was hilarious. But uh, yeah, they'll probably just keep it a, a Bloomhouse thing up. They make about two or three films a year. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, or, not two I, or three, one or I two, think, and then you guys go back. I think I'd like to go once or twice. Um, we, yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie, Steve. It was one of the most perfectly executed large events I've ever yeah. been to. Now we we paid for the one that gave you a front of the line pass for one the VIP time. one. You cannot go to that event without that pass. I think that you would be an absolute lunatic to stand in those lines because okay. at any moment those lines were two hours long. And if you do your timing, you know that you can go at six when it's bright outside and it goes until like one or two in the morning. If you wait that long, you can pretty much do two or three of the big rooms. Yeah. Two or three, and you wait a lot. We went to the one, The Weekend had a really weird, and I hate The Weekend. I'm like, this is stupid. His room was actually super freaking fun. It was bizarre and weird and fun. Those lines were three and a half to four hours long. And I'm like, if you're waiting on that, your day is done. Yeah. You paid for pretty much one thing. So big recommendation if you go to Horror Nights, you have to spend the extra money and get the VIP so that you can walk up to the front of all of them. Because we did all of them. Like, we had no interest in going to the little weird ones called, like, Scarecrow. But we yeah. were like, 
there's still time. Let's go check this out. So we just kept going through them and they're all super campy, but I highly recommend getting that front of the line pass. Okay. Um, let's switch into some Jimmy Fox news. Um, I mean, I I just don't see there was something that was released saying that they were praying and things didn't look good. But um, his daughter came out what yesterday, it looks like, on May 12th, and said he's been out of the hospital for weeks. Um, and he was playing pickleball the other day. So he is doing well, which is great, because I, I like Jimmy yeah. Fox. Um, and Steve and I started a discussion. Um, is Jimmy Fox a good actor or not? I said, is he underrated? Underrated. And, uh, yeah, and uh, you were curious if he's even a a, a good actor. And uh, I think he's fantastic. I absolutely love Jamie Foxx as an actor. He is so freaking good in Baby Driver. He's so good in Baby Driver. You don't expect him to be that terrifyingly good. I forgot uh, he was in Baby Driver, to be honest. I only watched it once, and then the stuff came up with Kevin Spacey. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can watch this again. because he's bad, because Kevin Spacey's so good in that movie, too. No, he is. He's I know, everything. It I know, he is. He's, he's a terrible human. Yeah, I know. We just watched Horrible Bosses the other day, and I'm like, oh. He's, he's so good in it. I know. But uh, I'm a huge Jamie Foxx fan. I always have been. He's great in Spider-Man. Uh, he is so good in the new Electro. He does a lot with his face that, you know, you don't see. Also, his commercials are freaking hilarious that he does for Bally's. Yeah. Because he's like the spokesperson for Bally's now. I, I quite enjoy this guy. And I was really bummed out when you told me that it might be turning bad. I'm just a huge Jamie Foxx apologist. I think he's freaking great. So. I don't think he's apologize for I think he is a good actor. I think. I, I just say that is like, I'll blindly take his side for yeah. sure. So. Um, Ray, I mean. Oh, yeah. Ray, I have always. I've collateral always is one of his best roles. Oh, hell yes. Ever. One of Tom Cruise's best roles ever, too, Absolutely. by the way. And Michael Mann's. Yeah, Absolutely. one of his best movies. Um, that and Heat are my two favorite movies of his. Yeah, um, I could, yeah. So, yeah, I think he is a good actor. Um, I think he is... I think he's underrated. I, I, I know I said he's, he's hit or miss, but I really... I'm trying to think of a movie I saw him in where he was, like, a miss, and I really... See? I told you, that would be underrated. One. Yeah, he's a good underrated actor. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. All right, Steve. So we play a game over here at this house, um, and Sarah and I do it, and it's the IMDb game. Yeah, and if you, you look up any actor on IMDb, <laughs> mm-hmm. they have four films that are featured right underneath them as known for. And it goes on it can go be it, it could be something from a producer to whatever, whatever super popular. So okay. Steve, let's do your Jamie Foxx. I have the four up right now. Okay, Ray has to be one of them. Yes. Collateral has to be one of them. Yes, you so far you're fifty percent there. Uh, probably horrible bosses. No, okay. You're forgetting a big one, which I forgot too, which is deeply annoying. Django Unchained. <laughs> oh, Django. I don't okay. like. I don't like that Quentin Tarantino movie. That's why. I love that one, but anyway, his fourth one, I forget that he was in it, but I think he got nominated for an Oscar for it. So. Yeah, he was nominated for an Oscar for it. It is a biopic. Actually, it's not a biopic. It's based on a Broadway play, which is loosely based on the ten. Uh... Oh, Dreamgirls! Yeah. Duh. Yeah, I forgot about that too. He's fantastic yeah. in that. So anyway, okay. I just I'm I'm a big fan. I I've always no, liked he's it. great. No, he I guess he is an underrated good actor. What great, uh, great his, actor. his his voice and the way that he did everything in Soul was one of the main reasons why I like that movie. 
I've watched that movie probably six times. It gets worse every single time I watch it, and I don't want to watch it anymore. But his part always worse, like in a sad way, or you don't. No, like worse it? is in like okay. I love this movie the first time. I liked it a lot the second time the third time i'm like the cat thing is kind of dumb and then every time afterwards i'm like i hate the idea of them switching lands i always hate it it's to me it's so stupid to be in your zen mode i didn't like it the first time i watched it to be honest with you no okay see i that's the thing is a lot of people didn't and i loved it i have a shirt for it we have the cups i think now i'm watching and i'm like the middle part of it's kind of unforgivable (laughs) i think it's kind of not great it's one of those it's one of those pixar movies that would have been good a couple shorts I maybe yeah absolutely I just don't like the thing I'm stuck on in that stupid movie is I hate how they can go between worlds and it's just by getting in your zen and like that guy spinning the sign on the street corner and that's him going into the other world I'm like it's idiotic then that's me typing every day I start getting into my mode does that mean I'm somewhere else now I, I thought that was a dumb way to link the world but other than that, yeah you can get zen when you're like doing sure. mundane stuff I just didn't like it in the movie <laughs> How dare the movie actually portray not a, my not a PC. life? Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Pixar. Um, do you want to hear about some fast X uh first reaction, Steve? Actually, I do, because I told you I actually want to see this one. I I, I like these movies because like I said, the superhero movies for cars. That's yep. all they are. That's, all, that's exactly it. Um, okay, here's some uh Twitter responses. Um caught fast X last week. It's a wild, nonstop action thrill ride that delivers the most shocking ending of the franchise so far. Really, for... Paul Ru- Paul Walker's back? <laughs> Could be. They, his daughters. They... His daughters in this movie. The, her... the rumor is that they use his brother and just put Paul Walker's face on top. Which of is it. what they. Which is what they did at the end of the other one. Yeah, uh, but it's been growing on me. I can't wait to see it again. Uh, Universal's try, trying to make this. It's Infinity War. <laughs> it's so really. Fast X belongs to Jason Momoa. I love Jason Momoa, so I'm in. And his uh, decadent bad guy, Dante Reyes. Fierce and flamboyant, his uh, perilous peacocking adds a sharp edge and some refreshing dark humor. Uh, the rest is ludicrous with chunky, with clunky elements, but it is stupidly entertaining. Uh, what the fast What the fast were you expecting? That's true. I mean, it's just so dumb and so fun. Like, they were in space last time, Steve. I know. The car went into space. I didn't see the last one. There's no way I was going to go see that. (laughs) How how lame is it, Steve, that the one of these I'm looking forward to is breaking my one rule? It's the Brie Larson rule. And damn it, they're going to get my freaking ticket. She says she she handles that perfectly. I don't care. I hate her so much. I know. I know know you don't like her. I know you don't like her. But, um, I mean, she is she is a good actress at times. Room is a great movie. Yeah, everyone does a good one. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we we all know what you think of her as a person. Two two movies, Steve, coming up that I typically would not look forward to is yeah. this and Transformers, and I'm I'm heavily into both. Bumblebee was great though. Yeah, but I, I yeah I still don't know where that stands in the whole world of. So Bumblebee's a prequel. This is even more of a prequel. But this, this is, is after but they they've announced this is after Bumblebee. Do you know is Haley Steinfeld in this at all? I don't know. I don't know. But this is definitely after Bumblebee. They said. So it goes Bumblebee, Rise of the Beat, this new one. And because then... the Bumblebee looks just like the one from uh from the, the Haley Steinfeld one from yeah, Bumblebee. Right, exactly. Okay, okay. So so Bumblebee is first and then there's this. That's right. so it isn't it's okay, it's, it's a not sequel, its own basically. Weird. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Uh, Fast X is entertaining through ride. It's a visual spectacle with some truly incredible stunts, some wildly outrageous moments uh you'd expect from the fra- fast franchise. 
But what Jason Momoa brings to the film is Dante, as Dante is magic. His performance oozes charisma. Do you know what this is? This reminds me of uh, Skyfall, Steve. Do you remember everyone was saying Mm. like uh, Javier Bardem? They were like, yeah, the Bond stuff is great, but holy shit, this bad guy. Everybody is blowing Momoa. I mean, that's I cool. Well, that's cool. A great person. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was great in Aquaman, man. How do you how do you make that movie and make it like as real as he made it? Like it's so it's so dumb, but so fun. It's like that's an octopus playing drums. I mean, Dude, come you, on. you gave me the digital copy for this. I watched it one time, and it's in my thing. I'm like, I no one's ever gonna click this on a rewatch. No one will ever rewatch. <laughs> it's, it. I haven't rewatched it, but I remember lo- loving it when I first watched yeah, it. Yeah, I know. You were it's like, just... Steve, Steve, there's a octopus that plays the drums. I'm like, what? And you're like, yeah. And it's in the comic books, and they did it. And I'm like, all right, I'll watch it because of this octopus thing. And then it's one second. I'm like, that was it. And you were cracking up. You're like, oh great, it was that? It's great. Hey, Aquaman's fun. Um. With other actresses being out of it, it should be funner. <laughs> it's the second one. Um, all right, so good responses for Fast X to make it into an Infinity War type thing. Which hey, good for them. It's their it is it's their franchise. It's their superhero franchise. Also, I don't think we brought it up on this show. If you're a Universal Studios fan, they are making a big change in the park. You could go to the thing. I it's it's heavily rumored again, but they closed down Animal Actors Show and the Special Effects Show, which is right by the escalators. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's heavily rumored that the largest roller coaster in California is going to be put right there, and it will go around and under the escalators, and it will be the Fast and the Furious ride. That makes which, sense. I mean, why have they not on. made a roller coaster? Out of How have they not? They only have the freaking 4D version of the show that you go through, which is so dumb. It is about time that they do something like that, and I like that it would be in California. So All right, that's let's cool. let's touch on the uh, rider strike for a minute. Um, because last time we had a rider strike, um, the it lasted, I think it lasted like a hundred over a hundred days. Um, and that's when we got like a speaking of reality shows, a shitload of reality shows because that's all you can really record unless you have stuff that's written and ready. Yeah, that is a good point. I forgot uh, that we got reality, ex- yeah. Um, and also, people forget this like Jay Leno crossed the picket line, um, some other late night who you know who didn't cross the picket line and paid his writers while they were picketing Conan O'Brien. Fuck yeah, man. Because yep. he's one of the best people on this planet. Yep. Um, so I just like to point that out every time there's a race strike. So um, a lot of stuff has been canceled. Uh, Michael J. Fox canceled his premiere because he didn't want to cross the picket line. Um, the uh, Tony Awards were canceled for live broadcast because they, no one wanted to cross the picket line. Um, some movies are being put on hold. The Devil series has been put on yep. hold. Stranger Things put on hold. Um, Blade. All Blade, of pretty much every yeah, everything um, is on, on Cobra Kai last season put on hold. Um although one interesting thing is the script for the Superman movie is like that wasn't the first draft, is from what I'm hearing, and it's pretty much done. But he can't write anything while he's filming it. So they have to go word by word on the script. So that's a problem. If they want to like ad lib or something, they really can't. So I don't know if that's going to go I did in production. Not, I did not know that that was a thing that makes sense. Because yeah. they always have a writer on set so that right. they can tweak it right away. But he is the writer and the director. He so, But he can't write. He can only direct. Man, so that's it's, a it's weird a tricky line. Thing. And it, James yeah. Gunn is no way going to cross that picket line. No, 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 no. no There's no, no way. Um, but he can cast and stuff. Um, and we saw in uh, some recent 
um, interviews that he has people in mind from Guardians who he wants mm-hmm. to cast in in movies yep. um, and Superman. Um, so you're gonna see a lot of of those people in the DC universe. There's no doubt in my mind. I guarantee you, Chris Pratt is gonna be Batman. There's, yeah. Oh, there's Batman! No I I I would love that. We already talked. I love that. Yeah. Um. I don't think there's. I. I if he's not, I'll be surprised. Yeah. That's all. Um. Well, how long do you think this writer strike is really? So um, I, for streaming, and now they're afraid of the AI chatbot. That's okay. That's what I was going to say. Is I tried to look up what the hell they wanted because you know me. I hate it when any group strikes. I can't strike my job and people stop and you know doing their yeah. thing. It, it would be nothing if I strike. It means I quit. I hate that people can just demand shit and shut down an entire industry. It makes me nuts that people won't do that. But the thing that I keep on reading is it's the AI thing, and now you can actually have an AI write a script. But I'm going to tell you, I still don't buy that because you can't have an AI write the script for Guardians of the Galaxy. There's no heart to it. Uh, I don't care how smart the AI is. It's not going to be... Well, that's what they said. Like, one of the writers said, no one has the trauma that humans do, so how can they put that feeling into a script? Now, I just... I see they're doing it as job preservation. They don't want any of their jobs being removed, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you know, whatever. I I hope it ends. I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know how much it's going to cost the studios to to meet in the middle on this stuff. But I know the average uh, person that's considered in the Writers Guild in California makes uh, $940,000 a year on the the low end. And then the bigger ones are obviously multimillionaires. So again, this is the 1% of the people bitching and moaning. And it annoys me, but I just don't know what the dollar amount is to make them happy. How much is the studio going to have to lose to appease the strike. I don't know, because I know before it was billions of dollars that they yeah. were asking for, and they had to meet in the middle, and I don't know if we ever got a good dollar amount that they you know, came to a conclusion with, but I don't know how much it's going to cost the studios, because the studios aren't really crushing it these days. They're making their, no. they're making their nut, and that's it. So but I think, I I think the problem is the CEOs, like someone added up the head of the five big studios, two of those studios' um, uh, salaries would be uh, what they were asking for, basically, uh, between everybody in the guild. Um, so they're saying, you know, that's Come the on, problem. Man. Everybody, like, how much money do you need? That's question. what I'm saying. I, I mean that on both sides. Not to sound like a communist or something, but, like, how much money do you need? See, well, I completely agree with that mindset. And I, you're right. If you get too close, you sound like a socialist if you keep on talking about it. But... You're right. I don't know what else they can need. That's why when I looked up the average income of a writer that even writes for nonsense TV is $900,000. And I know that's California, but I'm like, that is so much more than I make in in, in years. I'm like, what the hell? How much do you need? But the CEO factor, that is something. Now we're watching Succession, Steve. I mean, if you see what a CEO does, it's more than just one thing. They do a million things and they're the tentpole. If, the, if they go down, then in theory, the company goes down. So they do earn their keep. I'm just saying, you're right. I don't know how much more they need. How much are they going to sacrifice? That's what I want to know. Is I don't know the dollar amount in this one to make it end. Is it a dollar amount or is it something in script? Like I think it's fighting for like the lower people. You keep on you keep on saying that nine hundred six. Yeah, that's what I read on uh, Variety. So I'm just, I'm just trying to Google to see if I can. That was the average of the California Screenwriters Guild performance uh, writers. It was nine hundred eighty thousand dollars a year, something like that, or project or whatever the hell it was. That was the average. So I don't know. Like, it, that could be taking into consideration James Gunn at the very top, and then the people at the bottom. Right, I think that's what it is because the first year, this according to LA Times, um, first year you make source for it. You make about three thousand five hundred a week, which is what? What's that? 
a year. Three thousand, yeah. Hey Alexa, how much is three thousand dollars a week annually? So about one hundred eighty-two thousand. Alexa, stop. You're useless. Okay. <laughs> about one hundred eighty-two thousand. Okay, so that would be that would be an entry level writer that's probably like a CW set. Yeah, like in the writer's room, like contributes yes. maybe once contributes to a script, but doesn't like have hasn't written a full script yet, like right, ideas right. and stuff like that. Yep, they usually um, work with other people while they workshop their own stuff. Yes. Right, um, obviously second, people on Saturday Night Live, like like those people, those writer right. rooms. Second tier writer, um, second tier story editor, second tier writer, that kind of thing, um, six thousand a week. So I mean they just start at a decent amount. I mean that's um that's a lot, but it's, and it's tough, it's, it's a tough industry to get into. It's not like you can just go to school for writing and then you can make six, you know, six hundred uh Don't six tell me that. <laughs> I'm going to school. I know for no writing. shit, yeah. I, um, I just I, I just don't know what they what are they and then if I, you look at like on salary.com, it, it's between fifty three K a year and like you know, and then they have up to like two hundred and fifty K a year. Yeah, I read so like I don't it's so maybe all that's over the all place. of this. Maybe I don't yeah, you could be right. I don't know. Then take it back. I have I mean, no idea. I, I think I think they're fighting for, like, for the smaller people. And like you said, they're fighting for their job security because ever since streaming, like this they all know that that <laughs> I don't mention him a lot, but I have two brothers, one I kind of talk to, one I don't. One I went to go see Guardians with the other day, who's Steve. He doesn't listen, so I'm gonna see this. I didn't realize I haven't hung out with him in a very long time. He's a mouth breather, Steve. Ah. So during Guardians, yeah. And I'm like, I just, I, I can't with you. Oh. Uh, anyway, he, where was I going with this? What were we talking about? <laughs> you got sidetracked on the fact that he's a mouth breather. <laughs> but there's something about him that made me think about this. Um, shoot, what the hell were we just talking about? I don't know. This has turned into a funny sidebar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I might have to edit this out. I don't know what I was talking about. It, it might come to me later. I'll, I'll probably be talking to Sarah later. I'll be like, oh! Oh, yeah. now I remember. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, oh, they're, save, they're trying to save their jobs. Right. Like, the, the, in the AI stuff. It, oh, I, oh, I knew where I was going. I knew I'd come around. Um, that, that broadcast TV and commercial TV is dead. He was talking about, like, how he didn't see any ads for Guardians on TV. And I'm like, well, first I know what you watch. So I know you're not watching the channels that would advertise that. Um, but he's watching channels that advertise old people things. Let's put it that way. Um, Steve, so I watched T- I watched TCM and I saw ads for it on TCM. He watches like Fox News and and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, I put that on during the day when I'm typing just as something neutral to watch, and I didn't see one ad for it. He's not wrong there. I yeah, it's all bonus pills and like diaper pills and stuff like that. There is there are a lot for New Day USA. Are you? <laughs> To refinance your home, yeah, yeah, it's stuff like that. Uh, but I'm like, broadcast TV dead, dude. Like, it's streaming now, dude. You don't have you're not gonna have commercials anymore. Like, even Netflix and their commercial stuff, it's, it's not gonna happen. It, it's all it's all gonna be streaming. And if you don't like stream, and, and the streaming is so hit and miss gonna... that the writers are the writers have a job for like a week. And then the show's canceled after one season, and they don't have a job anymore. That's no job security. But again, Nobody they does... they know that, like they know, They're like that's agreed. the job they chose. Yeah, agreed. There's no job security in my job or yours. No. The hell, no, there's not in mine. I get laid off. It's almost like a fun thing for them to do to me now. So <laughs> you know, it's uh, who the fuck knows. 
I, I hope everyone gets on board. I don't like my things being put on pause and delay over. But you would never cross the picket line, right? You would never cross the picket line. See, I would cross the picket line in a millisecond. Would you? I could. I could never. Except for the fact that you would be looked at poorly later. First of all, unless I'm one of those people that makes enough money to survive that, I would definitely. I need the money at, the, at this current time. I'm not going to go work at Safeway when I'm a freaking screenwriter. You know what I mean? I guess you have to. But I, I'm, I don't. I'm not that big of an advocate or supporter. So I would cross in a second. But I'm a. I just want to work. Just leave me alone and work. You know, here's an interesting little fact. Uh, remember when the NFL coaches and stuff went on strike? Yes. A while ago. You know, the only yes. coach who crossed the picket line was? Was it Bill? Bill Belichick. That's why he is not in any of the Madden games as the coach of the Patriots. Yeah, see, you, if you cross the line, you know, you're going to get repercussions for life. And I agree. But also, I just hate babies. That I just, I, and they're all babies. I think babies I just, also protecting the jobs. But again, I can't qu- I can't pick at mine and know, do it. But, I'm fucked. See, but, that's the thing is it, it's, it's, it's a it. sense of entitlement. I'm so valuable that I can strike. But it's a union you're thing. That's why you have a union to kind of help you with that. You're not part of okay. a union. If you were part of a union and they voted the strike, would you so cut that's the thing? Yeah, but you- like AI could take over my job in the next two years, right? So yeah. what am I gonna do? No, it's it's such an it's such a thing for babies. Like, oh, I want it. it. It makes me nuts that I can't do it. I get laid off quite frequently, and I have no say in it. But they can because but if they're you had what, a so union that would protect you from that, wouldn't you join that? No. Oh God, no. Because they can't. Union. I, no, I'm, this is going to get weird. But no, I just. I know I, I I'm I'm not that guy. But also, I just it annoys me. Also, because I'm deeply offended by it. I get laid off too frequently. So yeah. I hate that someone else can do the same thing and they pick it and, oh, we'll bend to you. It's like, no, I don't have that. Most people don't. But it's not about bending. It's about meeting halfway. If you have an that's employer. Bending. That's bending. No, meeting in the middle is bending halfway. Totally, totally no, not. By, by the way, there's nothing wrong with bending. I, believe me. I think everyone well, needs to bend a, on you say bending, I, I more look at it as compromise. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm using that word. We're going to meet in the middle. I think everyone needs to freaking bend on something. Everyone needs to be more flexible. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, but if someone's yeah. not flexible, how can you how can you yeah. work with that person unless you force them into that situation? True. I, I, true. I'm always speaking for myself. I'm 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 pro. No, I know. I, I just, just go I in. I know a lot of people who who would, and I know a lot of people who wouldn't. So it would. Yeah, if I'm, I crossed, I'm, it would, I'm always curious. See, and you said it was 100 days, the last strike. That yeah. would mean if I crossed on day one, I'd have 100 days of employment. And then when it's over, I'm You're chastised. done. You are yeah, done. You are a pirata in that. I am exactly. I will. Did you ever see that movie, The Replacements with Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Like, those players, they never played football they never played again. They played again, did they? Shit. Hey, but they had one damn good season. <laughs> <laughs> good for them. A season of uh, CPTs and. and... Yep. <laughs> hey, you know, what am I going to do for that 100 days? You know what? You know what the Bruins are gonna do for the next hundred days? Oh, Nothing, because they blew it. <laughs> Go Celtics! Yes, yeah. you're my only hope. Uh, all right. I, I, did you want to talk about the Richard Dreyfus thing? Nah, it's okay. You sure? Yeah, it's okay. We can talk about it. I, I, okay, real quick. I don't know. I, where do you stand in this? Because I, I, again, this is gonna sound like Stephen is like the right wing guy, and it's not at all. It, you know me. It's kind of that, but also it's not equal. So what the Richard Dreyfus is saying is he's complaining about the rules that the Academy came up with two years ago that were put in place that say that every film, if you want to be considered for an Oscar, has to represent people from all of these different groups. They have to have uh, people, people, 
yeah, percentage of people of color, percentage of people are LGBTQ. You know, they have to have all of these things, right? Which is, is it absolutely a percent, a per thing, or is it just like minor, like a minority? It is. There, there's very specific rules. I could look it up because I already read through it. There, it's it's line by line. It has to be like thirteen percent this, twenty one percent this. It's very specific what they want okay. to be considered for an Academy Award. Now, not every movie has to be considered for an Academy Award. Blah blah blah. But here's where it, I don't like it. Monkey Paw Productions, which is one of my favorite studios in the world, they're Jordan Peele's company, has less than 3% of the population that are white. Less than right. 3%. When they made Nope, at any given moment, there was one white person on set. And that's okay because it's built up of minorities. But right. to me, I think it's a backwards thing because you can absolutely exclude a certain group now and everyone's like, oh, you white people are so fragile. No, if you're saying it's equal, then it's got to be equal. So, I mean, Jordan Peele's best friend and co-producer is white. And on any day on his set, he was the only one there. So I don't like it. And I kind of agree with Richard Dreyfuss here. He thinks it's a joke. Now, he said it weird. He said, if I can't be told, if I'm being told I can't play a black man on screen, then that's not acting anymore and Hollywood is dead. <laughs> that's a little iffy. That's a little over he the sounds top. Like, he, he sounds like he, he brought it up the wrong way. Let's put it that he way. He did. He, now, it, that, exactly what it is. But what he's also saying is, if you're if the main character is gay, you have to cast a gay play, uh, actor to do it, which I which bothers me because at this point, then you're not really casting, you're 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 not acting, you're just putting people in the role, which annoys me. Richard Dreyfuss said it in a stupid way, but in his what he's saying, I completely agree with. I also agree with the quality on set, and you can't right. have the way that they used to do it. I, I you just can't have a Harvey Weinstein set never had a single person of color on there, and every woman was being treated like shit on the side. So I get the point; it, it's it's a valid point. Yeah. But the fact is, it the way it's written is you have to have a diverse group unless your movie is mostly not white, and then you're fine. And that's a little bit odd to me because I'm the biggest Jordan Peele fan of all time. I, you, everyone knows this, but there is a giant bias at that company and a giant bias on their set. So much so that they don't, they're food catering companies. It's like nobody over there. It's not that diverse, to be honest, if that's where we're going with this. So I feel like it's a little bit of a, a catch-22. It's like, cool, we're diverse, but we can really screw over one group of people if we wanted to. And, and, it's, and that's fine, Like, but it's... It's diverse because you know that's why he chooses. He wants to support Agreed. you know uh, right. Uh, but and they're all talented. That's the thing. that I'm saying. Like please. if you're if they're all talented artists and stuff. Oh. Um, it's like remember when the NFL initiated that um all when you when you're hiring for a coach, you have to ha you have to look at a certain percentage of um African Americans or under under um, yeah you know. Under I don't know how to say it. People right, who are not you. usually right. look at these things. Um, and there's all I forget who the coach was, but there's always that one poor African American person. The guy for the Steelers. Yes. What's his and name? he kept yeah. on going to 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 um interview interview and he was just like the token guy yeah. to pass around until he actually yeah. got one. So yeah, it worked out for him eventually and it, it, it's meant to sh to show that maybe some groups of people that you're not looking at are more talented than the people you've been using. Which Absolutely. Is, which, it, is, it, which is at its core what it's trying to do. A hundred percent agree. But and if if there is a like okay, not even let's not even use a Caucasian person or a white person. Let's say you have an African American artist, right? And you have an LBGQ plus artist. 
for the same position, but you've met your African American step quota. Yeah, okay. So you you kind of tied, even though he's a little bit better. You're tied to the LBGQ plus. Well said. That's, right. So yeah, I I'm okay with with a certain percentage of underprivileged. I, I think I hate saying misrepresent. Nah, no, it's Un- yeah, yeah. unrepresented. Yeah, okay. I don't know how right. to say it. You, you, you know, people yeah, we who are it, we not get it, we get it. represented within the, the yeah. community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm okay with a group percentage of that. I'm not okay with the individual breakdown of that. I I'll, I could absolutely like if you agree say like you there, yeah. at least like thirty percent or forty percent or fifty percent of people should be you know LGBTQ and or African American and or Asian Pacific and or you know, trans and or I guess that's included LBGQ plus um and or you know handicapped and or you know whatever it is. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with a total of that. I'm not okay with a breakdown of okay. But then you just kind of labeling people. Now here's here's the thing that oh, oh I love that you just said that. But here's the thing that's interesting as hell is a few years ago they uh oh who was it? Oh um uh, Vivica Fox yeah. she in her studio said that they started that they actually started this before they made this rule. And what they said was that to make a movie, you need to represent the dynamic of where you're filming, which I thought was interesting. You can't okay. have an all white set in Africa where it is, right. you know, wherever the hell they're at, they want you to represent the area we're at. Steve, this is so I'm not saying that it should be limited to this. How about you start at a bare minimum of this? Right now in the United States, the percentage of the black population is 13.6. Why don't you just start there and say 13.6% of your crew has to fit the, 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 the nationwide standard? That yeah. way it looks like the country, which is shifting dramatically. But this would be the bare minimum. Yeah. You know, like it has to at minimum, you have to represent what the census says. You know, maybe yeah. that. I don't I don't know. I just know that I don't like the idea of one grouping absolutely legally excluded. All right, so it's definitely a tough, uh, touchy subject. Um, and this, Richard Dreyfus no, is—he sounded it, like a, he sounded it, it, like it, it, an it old, white old man, man yelling at the cloud. Yes, what he exactly. Like. And there's some what he core said. of truth to what he's saying, but we also understand why this is this is happening because for so long, for what a hundred years, they have not been represented right. Remember nope, a I, long time ago when they were casting? Oh my God, the remake of Hellboy. Remember this? I think you and I talked about it. Uh, um, you mean, and they hired a, a a white person for a Asian role that was uh, a, a role in the comics that was Asian. Um, the, so it's you're saying whitewashing, right? Just like yeah, it was whitewashing Scar- that character, Scarlett Jo Scarlett Johansson as in a Ghost in the Shell, correct? Yeah, right? or um um. Uh, easy A. Uh, what's her name? Emma Stone. Emma Stone as a, uh, a Hawaiian. Oh, in Asian uh, whatever that stupid movie in was. The, in, yeah. yeah. And she, and Steve, I just saw something with her, like in a skit, and she made fun of that so bad. She was, she was Did like, she? Yeah. She was like, I really, I really just, Asian, she said. I really dislike her, but I like that she made that joke. So, um, but, you, but it, you know it, where I'm going to go it, with this, the though, Caucasian, right? Wait, the Caucasian actor stepped down and they end up hiring an Asian Pacific person for that for that role. I think eventually that I mean it's it's so like I it's already established as 
see, but this is the, this is the Little Mermaid thing all over again. There you go. Thank you, because these are fictional characters that you should be able to cast whoever the hell you want. You started the show How, off by saying that. Now however, it if, it, like if it's kind of backwards, if it's specific, if it's specific to that character backstory, then then I can see it. There's definitely specific saying Ariel has to be white. Agreed. If that character in the comic is like heavy into Asian culture and he brings that like oriental background um in like mythology well, yes. to the hellboy comics like he knows about that so he should then i can kind of see see that you know what i mean Does that make sense yeah like, I, you don't want to cast you don't want to cast uh shang chi as a white person no that would be really stupid but i don't i don't know your favorite thing of all time is Hamilton, and Hamilton that is so absolutely the backwards thing, and that's a real person. But I've also said, I've also said, if a without the blackface, uh, let me preface this by without the blackface, if he wanted to play Martin Luther King and he was good enough at, at, above everybody else, I would be okay with it. See now you're see now you're going by talent, and I can totally see that. But yeah, I just, it's, it's all about it's talent. It's not okay for Ryan Gosling to play him. It's not going to be okay. But for Lin Manuel, maybe it would be. See, it's. Eh, I think it's a slippery slope of bias, and everyone today is accusing everybody of being biased. And this is the one that's by law. It's a biased law, and you know it's okay. I don't care because I you think everything is going to balance out and be fine. I don't, but I, also I do think, think things that will balance out. I also. I'm a living proof of why I don't really mind is because Nope was my favorite movie of the year last year. Yeah. And it's the breaking the rule that I said that, that it's, but all, I the, think it's the, but the key is they're all talented people. That's my point. And, and that's why I could go with, you choose the most talented person for the role, irregardless of what they look like. Yeah. But that's my point is I, Monkey pies. I you should see my closet. I have a whole room developed around them, and so I clearly don't mind that much because the outcome is so freaking. So if perfect, it was, if it's it. equal, okay, if a character was, let's, let's take this. Let's take the Hellboy thing. If both actors were equally good, like like exactly equally good. Okay, they're just as good. Yeah, right. You would pick the the the, the Asian <laughs> character, right? Well, yeah. Okay. Because the actually because that's who the character that's who the fictional character was. Little right. Mermaid. It doesn't matter because there are right. no mermaids. It doesn't matter. Who cares what she looks um, like? Discovery Channel had a whole documentary about how there were mermaids. All right. Well, I mean, honestly, man, I <laughs> that's weird as hell. Remember that? <laughs> and it was all I, hoax. I vaguely remember something like that. Um, so you know, I I'm all about picking the right person. But if the if the base the core material is leaning towards one, then yeah, you got to kind of go with that. Not only to avoid backlash, but to keep true to the character's origins, you know, yeah. I guess. But, you know, it's 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 either way. The long and short of it is Richard Dreyfus said it in a poor way. I kind of agree with some of the broad strokes. Okay. We're not we're not gonna settle um racial equality <laughs> yeah. in the show. We are not going to. It's we fun. are not the people. We are not smart enough. How about just treat everybody nice? How about just be your own fucking rainbow, everybody? It, be man. a fucking Absolutely. rainbow. I don't know. Is going to be all I know is where we've been and what we've been through. Ooh. If we get to see tomorrow, I hope it's worth all the 
They have their people. They yeah. have the people they always use. Absolutely. Like, and I don't care. Tim Burton uses the same fucking people. Oh, I don't think one no. of them, I don't think one person's black. Don't you think if he brought in some color into the mix that his movies would be better now? Or his stuff would be better? It would reflect society a little better for damn sure. Yeah. Tim Burton's getting old to me. Oh my God, yes. And by the way, I'm so fucking sick of Jenna Ortega. Really? I think she's okay. Oh my God. I, all I see is Wednesday because every face she makes is the Wednesday. I'm, I'm, I'm brooding. And then I'm like, oh, you're in fucking Beetlejuice too? Great. You're going to be the same goddamn person. Yeah, I don't like that casting. Although, did you see her at SNL? It was one of the best SNLs in a while. Oh, damn it. Is she funny? She is. She's wicked funny. Steve, there's a skit where she's breaking up with her boyfriend in front of a Waffle House. And it, it's just the fucking best. <laughs> It's the fucking best. There's this. There's an additional short with her driving in the car with like four guys on a road trip. It's it's honestly one of the funniest okay. SNLs I've seen in a long time. Cookie every fucking morning. That's what are you eighty, dude. I, I'll tell you whatever. I, if I'm fucking forty one and I get bound up, <laughs> dude, I have a horrible. I'm recording now. That's the outtake, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 